Why is everybody so fucking obsessed with this girl? Like, do they want to fuck her? <laughs> uh. This is the white hottest hot 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 Zac Efron heat check in the history of Zac Efron heat checks. It's also not true. <laughs> it's oh, it's definitely not true. Okay, so before we started recording, uh, we just quickly googled Zac Efron just to As see, we do. just to make sure we're not missing any potential Zac Efron heat checks. And uh, there's a story. It's the first thing. It's from the Inquisitor, spelt wrong. I n q i s i t r. Can't imagine that's how you spell that word. Uh, not even reporting this, citing uh, the Hollywood gossip, which is that sounds like the pinnacle, like of news. the Daily Planet, like one of those made-up things that's in something. Um, uh, the Inquisitor says the Hollywood gossip reports that Taylor Swift is telling her friends that she wants to hook up with High School Musical Zac Efron. Quote: We don't know if, who this is quoting. <laughs> it's just in quotes. <laughs> In brackets, Swift, no longer brackets, has been talking about him nonstop since her breakup with Tom. That's Hiddleston. Ever heard. Uh, she's always said she feels a strong connection to Zach, but could never act on it because they've always been dating other people. Oh, there's so much to digest here. Yes. Uh, well, first of all, uh, Taylor Swift has never stopped dating anybody ever, which is like, <laughs> like I can I can never approach Zach because I'm we're always dating somebody, right. meaning she's always like latching onto somebody right. day after day. Um, Crazy, yeah, and, <laughs> and it's not even like they're hooking up. It's a, re- a it's report saying, from like what if they oh, got a, chain, the, yeah. a chain of reports saying that she's like mm, maybe I'd like to hook up with Zach Efron. Ha, no shit, it's Zac Efron. <laughs> I was just about to say, like, as she told somebody at one point she thinks that Zac Efron is cute, which run the stories about how the bad boys are dating Zac Efron then because that's everyone fucking talks about that. And yeah, it's just this big picture. It's got Taylor Swift uh, making bedroom eyes. It says, Taylor Swift sets her sights on Zac Efron following Tom Hiddleston split. Just absolutely no shred of any... <laughs> Thing that might even possibly be true, but this is the conversation now. Fucking um, running with Zac it. Zac Efron, Taylor Swift. How do we like this as a couple? Is this America's hottest new couple? Uh, if there is any legitimacy, legitimacy to it, there's not. Uh, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. For who? Both of them. They don't need each other. Yeah, it's a waste of a. It's a waste of a story if they're both dating each other. Right. You would think that would be a power couple um, because they're just both such huge names. But they need, they each need to be the flawed person in the relationship. Like, they both, like, Taylor wears her heart on her sleeve, obviously. Um, she needs to be with someone who doesn't do wacky ass, uh, the darkness iPhone dancing commercials and uh, all that shit. Zach Efron needs to be with someone who doesn't name his puppy, or his, who doesn't name his dog puppy. Uh, they need. The, uh, I feel like by they the way, Taylor, Taylor Swift has a cat named Olivia Benson, so that would be that would be an awful pet name household. Taylor Swift being a cat person, least likely or least, least surprising right. thing maybe ever in the world. Yeah, uh, yeah. I feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of star power in this relationship. That Too much does not exist. But I don't know. I don't know who. They're both. Their egos are also both like way too big for each other right. i think i just think they're they're both flawed beauties you know <laughs> and i feel like together uh they'll they'll crumble uh who's worse for whose brand uh it's gotta be taylor swift has to be worse for zach Efron's brand 
because Taylor Swift has like dated hunks forever. Yeah, that's true. Um, but Zach Efron's also bad for Zach Efron's brand. Like he makes a lot yes, of mistakes. He makes some very bad decisions, <laughs> right? Such as every movie he's ever been in, but or most movies he's been in. But yeah, I can't decide. I feel like I feel like for some reason Taylor dating Zach makes me think more like Taylor. What are you doing? Well, who's who's more out of whose league? If there's such a thing, I mean Taylor Swift is we we've. We've put it out there. We're not trying to bang Taylor Swift, but Taylor Swift is gorgeous, makes awesome songs, super rich. Way more rich than Zac Efron, right, for sure. Right, exactly. Um, so I would say That's, that Zac Efron right. is out of... No, or Taylor, Taylor Swift, Swift I'm is, sorry, out, of Zac Efron's is out of Zac Efron's league. So. And Taylor, like I said, Taylor dates hunks, hunk after hunk. So it's like Zac Efron's just another meat slab on the <laughs> meat, <laughs> slab. meat slab on the on the the I, conveyor belt. I was I was waiting to hear once you said uh, he's another meat slab on the. I was like, I'd love to know what the <laughs> the, the what never ending on. conveyor belt of Taylor Swift boyfriends. Um, so who does Taylor Swift need to? I was date just going to ask. I was going to ask who is the perfect boyfriend or girlfriend for taylor swift and zach efron for taylor swift it's got to be like a smart person i was gonna say i feel like taylor swift could stand to have like a thomas middleditch phase uh get away from the meat slabs go for someone who's either quirky or um yeah i don't know uh thomas middleditch is a a good one but i think he's too smart for taylor swift yeah too too funny he brings too much to the table like in terms of talent Okay, so so you, you're factoring in that Taylor Swift is just a mega star, you know? Like right. she's she's got so much going on that you need she she needs a little something to complete her, but she's got so much going already that if you bring someone with major qualities, then that's just going to explode. Which I I don't disagree with that. Um, I yeah, Mildred would be an okay one for Taylor Swift. Uh, what what if she gave like Charlie Poof a chance? No, God, no. <laughs> Get I, out of here. I uh, I hate that guy, so I'm not necessarily rooting for <laughs> I'm that. I'm sure you've said on a previous podcast that you want that guy to die. Maybe. I think that, I think that happened. Oh, I think we discussed uh, the uh, Paul Walker thing, and I think I, I said it should have been Charlie <laughs> Poof. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no regrets. <laughs> no, I stand by that for sure. Um, Zach Efron needs uh, um. Uh, somebody who's a bigger star than him, but not like so big of a less of a star than Taylor Swift for sure. Here's one: Emily Ratajkowski. That would be great. They're both just like super hot people, and it's unapologetic. Like, yep. why are you with her? Because I'm crazy hot, and so is she. <laughs> we found we belong it's together. Like, he, he needs somebody who he's gonna like marry and then divorce in ten years. Yeah, yeah. Once they're both not super duper hot i'm a huge fan of like the 10 to 15 year uh celebrity relationship um we recently discussed uh john ham and uh shit i always forget her name um the girl from kissing jessica stein but they recently broke up after a long time like i'm a fan of that i don't like they married nah i don't i think they were just like partners um i don't like the like six month Hollywood marriage. Like I'm over that. That that was exciting when I was a kid. I thought that was it was always funny. Like, oh these two celebrities get together and of course they're gonna crash it, and burn. It births like the uh things that lasted longer than Kim Kardashian's marriage. Jokes. Right. Exactly. But I like the, I like to say like, hey, do you know that for a while 
Zach Efron and Emily Ratajkowski. Now we're also now we're adding to this and just reporting incorrect things. But just like you know that for a while, Zach Efron and Emily Ratajkowski were going steady, and it was a good decade of their lives. They spent their primes together, and, and then, then they were just like, no, "I'm over this." Yeah, and went their own separate ways. I would love for that to happen. So uh, if and when Taylor and Zach break up their uh, <laughs> <Perfect>. imaginary <laughs> relationship, then I wouldn't mind for for Zach and Emily Ratajkowski to get together. This was so. a this was a good segment. I think we should do. Uh, uh, fake celebrity couples every week. Uh, yeah, that's so. Segments can birth segments. This was supposed to be just the Zac Efron heat check, and we this really got the the wheels cranking. Now we have so, imaginary relationship heat checks. Yes, imaginary. Uh, we should uh, just bring up the relationship, and then a couple minutes into it, uh, point out that this isn't a real relationship, <laughs> by the way. But <laughs> like most of the relationships in our lives, this one does not actually <laughs> yeah, exist. It's, it's not a real one. Um, so speaking of uh, shit shows, I think I'm <laughs> going to have like a Super Bowl party for Thursday Night Football this week. Uh, that's a pretty good idea. You dropped that on me. And I, uh, I think that, that that's a very good idea. One, because it's a Patriots game and people around here get up for Patriots games. Right. And second of all, it's just going to be an absolute disaster. It's guaranteed to be an absolute disaster. Uh, first of all, it's Thursday Night Football. Right. Exactly. So it has to be a disaster. Right off the bat, a disaster any, anyway. Uh, second of all, I can't decide which Patriots quarterback to make into a bigger legend at this point. There's obviously three options. The popular thing is to say that Tom Brady's done. Doesn't exist, because yeah. Because <laughs> the Patriots have two winners sitting behind him. Um I was loving the Jimmy G, but up until he got hurt, I was fucking loving it. Oh, all and the Jimmy G jokes were great. Yeah. Uh, it's like, so what's your thing, Tom Brady, that you, <laughs> that, what's, what's the kid say? <laughs> throw bullets? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right, so Brady, what do you do? You're a handsome guy and you throw bullets. Here's a more handsome guy. Who throws and, harder bullets. And he's throwing harder bullets <laughs> than you. And he's just, he's crushing the Dolphins teams who have given you fits in the past. So, um I was loving it, and then the injury happened, and I didn't hate that either. I was really <laughs> excited because, so we're in Boston, and everybody was saying, like, what happens if Jimmy G sucks? When does when do we see Jacoby Brissett? And they're talking about this third-round rookie quarterback whose biggest attribute, have you heard people talk about Jacoby Brissett? No. Do you know what his, his best thing is? No. He's poised. Oh, sick. <laughs> right. And when an intangible thing is your biggest quality, usually that leads people to think, so... So we don't watch this guy, and we don't think he throws good a good ball, or he's like not good in the pocket or anything. It's just the that best thing about him is that he like chill. carries himself well, right? Yeah, um, but it's you like know. A, I forget who he was. Maybe Collinsworth. He said he was impressed with somebody this week, or Trent Green said he was impressed with somebody this week because he looked him in the eye when he shook his hand. Uh, oh, he's talking about Jameis Winston. It was like, oh, you can tell this guy's got it because he looked me in the eye when he shook my hand this weekend. I was right. like, oh, is that like borderline racism? Like you don't expect a person to look like when have you ever shook a person's hand and they don't look at you? <laughs> right. Like, I I don't think that's good. That's borderline. I don't know who we're calling a racist here because we don't know which guy it was, <laughs> yeah. but shame on you. Um, yeah. So I was excited to see Jacoby uh, Brissett and I was pissed the first couple of drives that he came in because they were just running the ball. And I was like, no, we're, we're throw, you're <laughs> well, throwing bullets on the Dolphins. <laughs> well, a couple of his bullets were dropped by Julian Edelman. Like, the I first know. two passes were dropped by Edelman. And I was like, hmm, spiral's too tight. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> too catchable of a ball <laughs> right. to steal from PFT Commenter there. Yeah, that was a great, yeah. PFT Commenter was on with uh, Bumani Jones. Jones. <laughs> and he explained uh, 
uh, Kirk Cousins' interceptions by saying he watched the tape and that Cousins throws such a dang catchable ball. Um, so, so shouts to him there. But I'm crazy excited for like it. It takes a lot for us to talk about sports on this podcast. Right. But I was loving all the Jimmy G jokes. I was loving the Brissett jokes. I was gonna make a video. I think it's it's too late now. Um, I want to make a video of uh, Jimmy G wincing on the field with Pretty Hurts playing because it's, it was just zoomed in on his face and it's just like this beautiful face in so much pain and Pretty Hurts is a banger of a song. Never love to see it. Uh, what do you got planned for your, your Super Bowl party? Uh, I don't know. Um, let's see. I don't know. I, I go to Super Bowl parties. I don't host Super Bowl parties. I don't host watching parties. You know what would be a great idea? If you, ha- if you held a, a stationary Sunday party. Where you just invite a bunch of people over and you literally have a contest to see who can move the least yes. at the party. Right. Which would be awesome because then you get to make fun of everybody when they had to get up and go to the bathroom and things like that. Shame them. Yes, yes. exactly. But and then a bunch of fellas razzing each other. <laughs> right. And you'd be like, uh, who's hungry? And we're all hungry, but nobody is biting the bullet to get up and, and move and get food. That's a really good call. Uh, you underwent uh, the first ever stationary Sunday. I did. Uh, and everything leading up to it, I knew it was going to be good, and uh, you did not disappoint. First of all, uh, the I don't know if – you had to be living under a rock to have not heard this, but you actually took over the, <laughs> the brunch Twitter account. Huge takeover. What was that like? Uh, it was it was a lot of pressure. Like when you got the password and like you... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was a lot of pressure. Uh, I didn't want to oversaturate everybody's feeds, um, including Sinbad. Didn't want to oversaturate his right. feed with his not following us. Uh, <laughs> so um, I, I wanted to provide updates about what was happening, about where my status was for Stationary Sundays. And uh, I think it went pretty well. I thought I didn't check it often enough. Um, at like the second half of the football games, I was just watching Red Zone and not really looking at the computer much, and I missed a bunch of banger tweets that you were sending out. So uh, I got off to a blazing hot start. Yes. So basically, right you uh, were drunk on Saturday, so you had a dormant buzz. Oh yeah, that was my that was one of my primary concerns. Well, like every concern that I had going into Stationary Sunday was booze related. Yes. Uh, so one of my first concerns was, uh, do I take all six beers from the fridge and uh. put them next to the chair? Because if I don't, I'm gonna have to make a trip. Right. So I ended up doing three and three because i didn't want them to get warm and that would have been a uh, a really ter- terrible experience right that would have been sad too right <laughs> um yeah i would say maybe like a n- there was no cooler situation no when i go i don't know if i i don't think i can go this week but i'll go the week after that um i think somewhere in my parents basement i'll go and get it uh i've got my fridge from when i was in college oh, my mini fridge i'm gonna get that and i'm gonna be made in the shade yeah, that's that's a that's a pro move right there. Yeah, it's a veteran move. Uh, I also had a lot of stress when it came to deciding where I was going to set up in my house because I had two options. I had my living room, which is a very comfortable situation, mm-hmm. uh, and then I had my office, which is not as comfortable but offers some benefits like being closer to the bathroom. Right. Uh, so less steps there. Uh, better for like food and you know 
and drinks and kind of like just being able to to spread out. Yeah. Uh, so I ended up going with the office. Um, got a blazing hot start on the beers. Yeah. And the dormant buzz situation. It was activated you real quick. Me after like one beer, and you were like, "Yep, yep drunk, drunk already." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, so that was an issue. Um, I f- found that the more beers I drank, the less I cared about this contest. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, "Yeah, fuck it. I'm going to go get myself a snack. Uh, I'm going to go to the bathroom five times." Uh, I did. I did last like three beers before going to the bathroom. So my favorite thing about stationary Sundays, and we didn't even realize this when we were setting it up, it's just basically getting drunk by yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just sitting by yourself yep. and getting drunk. So, um, so I basically do stationary Sundays most weekday <laughs> nights. I just True. yeah. I uh, I did have a Fitbit on, and I'm pretty sure it lied about the final result. You were pissed. I was pretty mad. It said uh, I think the final result was. 275 or it was either 175 or 275 i'm pretty sure it was 275 yeah i think it was high twos which which is a lie i'm pretty sure yeah i think you, what did you say you said uh it said you burned like thousands of calories <laughs> yeah. and you were like there's no way anybody could be obese if right you... it said i burned like 1200 calories over the over like the four hours where i was just sitting there doing nothing like literally the only thing that i did was drink beer and type on my computer and if i burn 1200 calories there's no excuse for anybody to be fat right uh i think the i think it is a concern the typing and the use of the phone because if you've got the fitbit on your person um then every time you move your arm around which is often um then it's going to you're just gonna be burning up a storm probably didn't Probably didn't help that I just spent the entire first half of the Pats game whacking it to Jimmy G. <laughs> so I started laughing as I was saying that. I was like, "There's a masturbation joke is coming, and I don't know how." And then that was very well well placed because nice. Jimmy G was just was was killing it. Um, so yeah, uh, we encourage you guys to to play along and do stationary Sundays. I feel like I would recommend not trusting a Fitbit. Okay. Um, yeah, I was going to. Do, like if you couldn't get a uh, a Fitbit, I was gonna say, oh, whatever, just just count, just count an honor system. But no. if it's the difference between what you probably would have counted to be what, like maybe seventy steps or something, and two hundred seventy five, yeah, then I guess we have to trust this this wacky digital system, right? Um, and you're gonna have to use the same Fitbit when you go, because yes, because if it's it's broken, then. Right then we'll both have the same uh, margin of error disadvantage. Uh, so I'm seeing, speaking of football, uh, people are tweeting pictures of Cam Newton's post-game get-up. Love it. What do we think of it? Love it. Huge, huge fan. Yep. Uh, I like bow ties in general. I was, I, I was a bow tie guy for a year on the Bruins beat uh, because you find bow tie guys a lot in the Canadian markets, not really in the Boston markets. So I tried him one year. And I just never really got good at tying them, and it was very frustrating. And also, I think I got a little fat. And if you have a long, if you have a necktie, then it uh, it covers up whatever fat situation you have because it's just a sometimes it's yeah it's just a vertical stripe going down. Uh, and Cam Newton's uh, outfit looks very derby esque. Yeah, I. Uh, or very racist white man esque. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would actually lean towards well, racist I mean, white man. I guess Derby and racist white man esque are pretty similar. Right, a lot of overlap there. Right. 
Uh, it's a good. Let's see. Uh, did Chris Collinsworth or Trent Green or whoever you've decided is racist, if they were at that press conference, it definitely then, wasn't Collinsworth, by the way, because it wasn't Sunday Night Football, right? And Collinsworth, Collinsworth. I don't blame you for thinking racist. it was Collinsworth exactly <laughs> because every dumb thing anyone's ever said has been said by Chris Collinsworth. Um, yeah. So <clears throat> stationary Sundays. Keep doing it, kids. It's a lot of fun. Some some people said they were playing along yesterday. Didn't get any updates, I don't, I don't know if uh, we got any updates or anything. Maybe it's because my performance was so great that I shamed them into not sharing. Oh, yeah. The, the pictures and the filters, very, very good stuff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was, I, I, I like the updates during Stationary Sundays because, like I said, it's just getting drunk by yourself. Yeah. So I feel like people don't often show what they do when they get drunk by themselves. Uh, like you'll if you're out with friends or whatever, you'll take pictures. It'll be funny stuff. Yeah. But when you're just sitting on your couch drinking by yourself, um, like a couple hours into stationary Sundays, I'm just gonna like have my shirt off and I'm gonna be like picking at a an acoustic guitar and it's gonna be terrible. It's gonna be amazing. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I, my beer of choice, by the way, was uh, Harpoon Flannel Fridays. I've never had Flannel it before. Flannel Fridays. Yeah, it's a fall beer. They were nice. pretty good. I enjoyed it. Nice. And they worked. I'm gonna. Do, they, they have the stuff. <laughs> they did their job. Nice. Uh, you also went past your. I did. I, uh, six I did because eight. Drinking makes you want to drink more. Right. So we hadn't account. We hadn't thought about that. Right. I. Uh, I didn't pace myself, um, and I think that it probably accounted for a, a few more bathroom trips. Ah. Uh, uh, which may have did me in. Yeah. Done me in. Um. But it was worth it. Eight I think beers. that a lot of my steps are going to be standing up to shotgun. Uh, I think that it should be like bonus points if you shotgun uh, for stationary Sundays. Just shotgun six right off the bat. That well, I was thinking of. Uh, so I thought of a lot of ways to cheat the system. Uh, one is start in the bathroom and just hang out I, in there. I thought about that. Really? I was like, I was like, I was like, huh. No rule against just sitting on the toilet and <laughs> exactly. watching seven hours of football. Right. The only rule about the toilet is you have to go to the bathroom in the toilet. Uh, so that that's great minds think alike. Uh, you just sit in there. Ultimately, decided it wasn't worth spending seven hours on the toilet. <laughs> right. Fucking gross and horrible. Um, so that was a move I thought of. Uh, shit, what was another? Oh, not drinking the beers until there was like... Until, like, the second half <laughs> of the last game. I didn't even think about that. pounding yeah, them. Because you'll go to the bathroom once and then just <laughs> shotgun right. city for... And then you just get to go to bed and be really <laughs> drunk. <laughs> exactly. Uh, shit, well, this is going to be... If and when we have merch, we'll, we'll have lots of tasteful stationary Sundays uh, uniforms and shit. Um, the Emmys were last night... And last year, our second episode was we shouldn't have done an Emmys episode. And this year, we, we didn't, didn't do, do an Emmys episode. I didn't know about them. I and, found out yesterday. Yeah. And even when they happened, I didn't really care. I didn't give a shit. Yeah. Um, I think it's because I was talking to Adam Hart yesterday, and he was saying, good shows are coming out year-round now. Right. Like, and even if you don't like, like, Adam wasn't a fan of The Night Of, but he was saying like, that The Night Of is the TV show that everyone's talking about. And it misses the cutoff because there's obviously a cutoff and everything. But good stuff is coming out all the time. And, yeah, I just didn't really care. I I, I peeped some red carpet photos to see who was rocking whom. Uh, that was really it. I watched it didn't the seem like anything. It didn't seem like anything all that exciting happened either. Usually Twitter is ablaze when things, when right. reward, reward shows. Reward show Twitter is the best. Right. 
Uh, it didn't seem like anything was exciting. Uh, I also just like I think I've just lost interest in the Emmys because I feel like so many shows that I don't watch win every year. Yeah, yeah. Um, like when you when you are talking about the Oscars and things like that, like you have enough time to prov- to prep and see a bunch of movies that are that are going to be involved and that are are you know in a, nominated for a lot of things. But when you're talking about the Emmys. You don't have time to fucking watch all these TV shows. Right. And we That's... watch a shit ton of TV and still don't know a lot of these shows. And like the morning of the Grammys, if there's something that's nominated that you haven't heard, you can knock out that listen. album. Yeah. You can't you can't quick watch a TV show. <laughs> I try. <laughs> I race through some of that shit. Um so speaking of the Emmys, I gotta shout out my man uh Mike from Woburn for oh, God. uh he he pulled a man card on me, and somebody uh, owned him, and it was the best. Uh, so I I tweeted out during the memoriam uh, at Emmys at the Emmys. You left out Meek Mill because that's, that's what you have to go do to. During, yeah, right. You got to double down, and uh, he responded. By double down, you mean like quadruple thousandth down? You yeah, use right. That joke so many Every times. <laughs> it's. I think we've discussed this. A very easy way to to get get those RTs. Make fun of Meek Mill. Those manual people RTs. will find you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tweez. People will find you. Um, so Mike said, "Why am I not surprised that with the Sox, NFL, and World Cup games going on, you're watching the Emmys?" Uh, so Shane Kirk responded, "Sweet TV choice, it coming men's." Um, which, first of all, I watch baseball. Kind of, uh, I follow baseball, but you can never ever shame someone for not watching baseball you know how fucking baseball heavy baseball is if you ever just want a break from baseball you're allowed to take it i've been taking like a two-month break from baseball yeah you you can follow baseball and be a fan of it's not like a oh you're a fair weather fan stuff like there's just too much of it right exactly it, it's a smart move ba- to not I, watch i baseball. love baseball but if i watch baseball all year i'd have baseball exhaustion by fucking june right i watched i seriously watched like Every pitch of probably the 2003 and 2004 Red Sox teams because uh, my parents are obsessed with baseball. So I got like a baseball family and those were really exciting teams. But shit, even then, it's like you had to plan your day around. Like my dad used to have season tickets to the Red Sox and he said it was the fucking worst. Because <laughs> yeah. It's like, you have to you, plan you know how much baseball you have to take. In? Right. You have to fucking plan a trip into Boston like three, four times a week. Right. Um, speaking baseball of, is a great background sport. Yeah. Um, speaking of planning trips into Boston, here's a weird thing I want to check on. Um, last night I went to half a concert. Is that a weird move? That is a fucking strange And as I say move. it, I've answered the question, maybe the weirdest move ever. Unless it's like a Bruce Springsteen concert where catching half the concert <laughs> means catching, catching a concert. watching him play for three hours. <laughs> right. Um, I, had to, uh, I had to work at like 9.15 or something, and Ra Riot and Young the Giant were playing together. And first of all, uh, quick shout out to Young the Giant. Love those guys. Their new album's pretty good. They're, I feel like they're always kind of chasing their first album because their first album was just perfection. Uh, Ra Riot should not be opening for Young the Giant. I would politely reverse those two, but Ra Riot killed it. But yeah, I went to half a concert and then walked out. And it was really weird because 
I was walking out when everybody is coming in. And oh, so you high. saw the opener and then I left. went. Ju- oh, right. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's guess- no, that's weirder. Yeah, oh, definitely weird. Yeah. Um, I think that there are a lot of situations where people will skip the opener. And yeah, that, so that's I guess normal. that's yeah, that's not a weird thing to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if you're walking out when everybody's walking in, pretty weird move. Yeah, uh, you know what's weird about openers is, especially it shows at like big places uh, like the Garden, where you're going to make an event of it. You always drink through the opener, and it's always really disheartening. Uh, Bruno Mars, I missed. Um, uh, who's the uh, who's the guy who sang the theme from How to Make It in America? Um, nah. Aloe Black. Oh, um, really? That's who did it? Let me see. I need a dollar. But yeah, Aloe Black. Um, okay. And yeah, he's had. I don't know why. That's the thing I associate him with. Because he's a man. Yeah, he's had a million hits since. Uh, I missed him opening for Bruno Mars because. It's just like you go and you allow for, okay, we're going to go to the bar for an hour and then we're going to go see the opener. Right. And much like stationary Sundays, when you finish the (laughs) six-pack and you're like, you know what I need to do now is drink more. So, yeah, I went to see a 45-minute set and it was uh, was kind of awesome. Uh, Yeah. Nothing wrong with that, I guess. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's weird, like leaving your, your friends and stuff at that point. Um, like you had to go into Boston to like, if it was like down the street and you were like, Oh, I'll go catch the opener and then just get back to my day. You went into Boston to watch an opener and then left. And they were playing, it was a Red Sox Yankees game across the street. So it was horrible. That was a disaster. It was not worth it. Trying to park and then, uh, just walking down Lansdowne street, seeing, so uh, doors were at seven for uh, the show. So Sox everybody game started at eight. Right, yeah, that's it horrible was just timing. Flooded. It was disgusting. Um, so yeah, I but I, I wouldn't not recommend it. I, I I'm not going to discourage people from from doing that. Uh, I, I I had a pretty pretty good time. Um, so we don't care about the Emmys, but vice principals finished last night. And initially, until we got the Zac Efron heat check, we were planning on leading off with vice principals because that was super hot fire. <laughs> that was the most fucked up ending and most unexpected ending to anything I've ever seen. You uh, you text me, what, at like three in the morning or something like that? I don't know. I was As as- I do. I was, as- <laughs> I was asleep, so I don't know what the timestamp was. It was uh, like one. Okay. <laughs> um I woke up to a text that just said, what the fuck, vice principals, in all caps. And I was like, oh, God, what happened? So I watched it this morning, and I was kind of waiting for it. Like, I didn't... I felt, after I said that, I was like, ah, fuck, if he hasn't watched it. Well, I mean, it didn't ruin anything, because there was no way I was fucking expecting that to happen. Right. Uh, But... Because with that show, that could you could send that after every vice right, yeah. Episode. I was yeah. just expecting like something them to do something super fucked up, and yeah. it was nothing mind blowing. So I was like, "The hell is he talking about?" And in the very end of the episode, I was like, "Oh, yup, what the fuck just happened?" So we don't care about spoilers on here. So uh, they they win. They they get her out of there. They use the video to threaten her. Uh, great move on Lee's part when he's. Uh, when he's sassing her, just throws in, we burned down your house. Oh, yeah. That, <laughs> just, was, that was a great decision. That was an awesome scene because he's just giving it to her. He's totally owning her. He's like, yeah, I spit in your coffee, bitch. I did this. I did that. We burned down your house. And she's just what? immediately like, you fucking burned <laughs> Um So they get her out of there. They win. They become co-principals. And then 
at the very end of the episode, she blows up their cars and uh, allegedly, right? And we don't know for right. sure if it's her. And attempts to assassinate Gamby by shooting him twice. It was. It definitely wasn't her who shot him. You don't it, think so? No, it didn't look like body type at least the the mask was the most oh it's fucking terrifying that was some it what uh it felt like the purge i was like what right or like saw right it was this scary ass mask with like blood coming out of the eyes i was like all right right this is terrifying so i usually choose to not watch things like that because quite frankly they give me the willies and i don't need that shit um so that's just the ultimate like i did not sign up for this moment right um and then yeah, he just lies. The the, the it ends with him Looks just like bleeding he's out, like dying. Yeah, <laughs> he's definitely not going to die. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but um, you never know with this show. Pretty unpredictable. <laughs> I know. Yeah. What if they just fucking killed off the main character? Um. So it's only two seasons, right? So it could they, they could, could put him in the could, hospital for the second season or something, or they could make the second season a prequel. We'll say terrible shooting on the part of whoever that was. Like if you're shooting to kill, you're point blank and he shot him in the upper shoulder, shoulder and, and then, lower stomach. Yeah. Just, terrible shooting. Right. Very, very bad job. Um, you suggested that we should have done a, we'll do it next season. Vice principles, uh, insult, insult of, of the, the week. week. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there was one particular one in this in this episode that I was like, "Fuck, we should have done this every yeah. week because I need to talk about this." Uh, go away, shit shoveler! It was my favorite insult of this week. Who does? Who says that to whom? Gamby says it when he's at the uh, when he's at the the horse ring where, <laughs> oh, where she's right. riding the horse, and he's like, "Get up inside that horse!" And oh, he's yeah. like, "Make it feel you inside it!" And uh, and all of a sudden, a guy comes out of nowhere with a shovel, and he's like. What are you telling that girl to do? And he's like, "Go away, shit shoveler." Uh, there were so this was a this was uh, maybe Gamby's finest hour. He had a lot of good zingers. Uh, the fact that they were openly saying this fucking guy during the uh, the assembly or the meeting they had with all the the staff to say that Belinda was gone, and every time uh, Bill Hayden spoke, they're like, "Jesus fucking guy," <laughs> um, but. Him sassing out, Gamby sassing out Snodgrass uh, about uh, them coming from different worlds was an all-time scene for that teach. show. Called yeah, her Teach. Called yeah, her Not says, great. Get back to class, Teach. Yeah. Uh, he says, you're just a lowly educator. I'm a power player moving <laughs> up in the world. And he's literally talking about going from being vice principal of a shitty school to interim to principal. Interim co-vice principal. Right. Or interim co-principal. Right. So that was great. Um yeah, I'm just I'm very very satisfied with this first season. Uh, maybe the most again the most fucked up ending uh, and most unexpected ending, but I I'm fully fully on board and I can't wait for that shit to come back. Loved the loved the scene of uh, the surprise party, the second second go around of the Gamby surprise party, <laughs> and he immediately walks in and throws his backpack at <laughs> what's his name, at the good guy. Yeah, um, yeah, that's. I'm surprised that Busy Phillips does that show in just such a such a super duper minor character, right? Right, yeah, and she doesn't really bring anything to the table. She's not that funny in the right, show. Right, they don't have her do much. Um, right. I wonder if they'll do more with that in the second season. But, um, yeah, we're looking forward to, to more of that shit. And hopefully getting those guys on. Uh, we've got a relationship at this point with Danny McBride's people. It's not the best relationship, but it's, it's not the best relationship. It's not the worst either. But it's kind of like 
you know how you have some friends where uh, there is like I don't want to say you're not willing to go there. You know, like you're not gonna like light them up for some shit or whatever. It's just like a very like casual like we're we're nice to each other. We we don't make fun of each other. We don't razz each other. We don't have that fake bullshit relationship with Andy McBride's people. We'll be like, hey is this fucker coming on? And they'll be like, nah, bitch. And we'll be like, ah, oh, I got me. <laughs> so, um, so shouts to Dan McBride's people. Also, uh, in case their bosses are listening, they don't call us bitches or anything. They're very, very polite and amicable with us, but wow, we just, the, of the, the week disclaimer right there. Right. Yeah. Um, you said that I was a candidate to be a little bitch of the week. What was it for? Uh, oh, for not doing stationary you, Sundays. Yeah, not doing stationary Sundays. And then you asked if you could do it with ginger ale <laughs> that instead, <was> of, <laughs> instead of beer. If I could I do it without like, drinking? Yeah, like, what? Yeah. Um, well, Congrats I was like, on shit. preemptive little bitch of the week, because nothing's stopping that this week. <laughs> right. Um, so I don't know. We don't hand those out till Friday, correct? What's that? We don't hand out little bitch of the week till Friday. Right. And uh, if we... If we have, if we've played our cards right, uh, we have a guest. We have a couple guests for this week, um, which would be taped on Tuesday or Wednesday. So we'll either have to think of a little bitch of the week by then, or tape their segment and then. Well, loop you're back. the leader in the clubhouse, so it's going to take a lot to dethrone you. I'm s- astonished that neither of us that we've had three little bitches of the week, and neither of us have right. won it so far. More surprised that I haven't won it so far. Um, but yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll take the leader in the clubhouse. You know, Feidelberg survived last week, so if True. he can survive survive that, then uh, I think that anyone can survive anything. Uh, how are we on time? Is this uh, is this shit done? Uh, one thing that I wanted to talk about on this episode was uh, the resurgence of John Benet Ramsey for some god knows reason. If Harambe can come back, then John Benet Ra- Ramsey can come back. So I've I said this yesterday, and it's probably fucked up, but I would like John Benet Ramsey to become like the new Harambe, where it's just like the death is turned into like a funny meme. I had so this was before memes existed, but uh, one of my college friends was deeply, deeply into Jean Benet Ramsey jokes, and she wanted to be Jean Benet Ramsey for Halloween every year. And we were like, "Nah, girl, you cannot <laughs> do that." And she was like, "I don't get why it's not funny." And we're like, "A little girl was murdered," and she was like. Yeah, but like, what if I dressed up as her? That would be hilarious. Uh, and she big fan of this chick, right? And just one year, she, she went for it, and we nice. were like, you know what? You're kind of stealing the show, <laughs> right? Uh, we were wrong, right? Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll admit defeat. Um, yeah, uh, listen, if there's anything that I care about less in 2016, it, it's you'd be hard pressed to find anything that I care about less than John Benet Ramsey. Who yeah. the fuck cares? Um, I think the fact it's, it's a great unsolved mystery. I I get why people are into it. Um, but it it is, would you think there's just like a statute of limitations on caring about it? Yeah. Yeah. You know how many small children have probably died since Ramsey? That is, yeah. I wonder how many like kids, like why is everybody so fucking obsessed with this girl? Like, do they want to fuck her? Uh, I can't imagine it's that. Uh, (laughs) I think it's just because... Like, but it, her being cute is a huge reason why. Yeah, that's fucking. Everybody's weird. obsessed with her. That's a good point. I th- this makes me wonder how many, um, how many parents in like low income areas whose 
kids have been hit with stray bullets or whatever are like, what the fuck? Right. Like, how, how right. come there's not a 60 minutes on my fucking kid? Stick your fucking kid in a beauty pageant, and if it gets murdered, you're cashing in. If it, Okay, so we've now reached the segment of the podcast where we're referring to dead children as, as it. it. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, man, I'm... So I, I think that make make whatever jokes within reason. Uh, I this is bad. I don't have a problem with people uh, if they if they want to if they want to make jokes about it. Cool. Just just <laughs> razer. Yeah, well, we need a new Harambe. So leader on the clubhouse, John Benet Ramsey. I think I want to bring back Harambe now. By the way, oh. uh, two of our friends uh, got into a thing. They got it was a very like kind of high horse thing. Oh, yeah. on Twitter. They're about how Harambe isn't funny and how people who make Harambe jokes aren't funny. And that's where I had to weigh in because I've made Harambe jokes and I think I'm funnier than both of these fuckers. I'm not on my high horse when I say that Harambe is over. It's just that right. I think Harambe is over because people have have made bad jokes about it now. Yeah. It, now the majority of the Harambe jokes are just lazy and stupid. Right. Point of diminishing returns, I think. Uh, but what I was trying to explain to them is... Harambe wasn't funny because like we weren't saying like, isn't it so funny how that gorilla got killed? It the joke was isn't it so funny that months after this news thing happened, we're making it we're making this guy a cult hero. Right. That's the thing. The, the joke is that a joke is being run to the ground, and I was getting pretty worked up because i was like fuck now i'm defending harambe which i think is done but i'm trying to explain to these fuckers that no like it's if you make a harambe joke you're not dumb and and lazy right so i guess the uh the jambonet ramsey thing maybe a little <laughs> insensitive still because her parents are still it's definitely insensitive well that your parents well, are still out there having killed her yes so that's probably you know if you if you want to if you're making if you're making JonBenet Ramsey jokes, it's probably because you think that her parents killed her. Because those yeah. are the only people that you have to worry about offending. Right, and you and they were they're killers, so fuck those guys. Um, so yeah, uh, I think JonBenet Ramsey heat check. <laughs> yeah, JonBenet Ramsey heat check. Uh, just on the fringe. Be, be careful with them, <laughs> but you want to make some jokes, then who are we to to stop you? This is bad. This is like a this is. We're not trying to enable. Oh God, yeah, <laughs> this is just. Here's the thing. I think you can be Jean Benet Ramsey for Halloween, but I think you have to watch what you say about Jean Benet Ramsey. That's that's what I've decided. Okay, that's uh, that's a, What does a Jean Benet Ramsey Halloween costume look like, though? Uh, Are we going me... like zombie Jean Benet Ramsey? Uh, <laughs> I think that'd be a pretty zombie Jean Benet Ramsey would be a, a, a hit. fire fire Halloween costume. Uh, do you have your Halloween costume? This uh, year? I'm I'm thinking about something, but I. I, I'm afraid that it's going to be over overexposed this Halloween. Me too. It's hot on the streets. Ah, uh, same with me. Is it meme related? No, uh, it's not. It's TV show related. Is it Eleven? Sort of. Is but, it Barb? Nah, uh, sort of. It's. I don't want to. I don't want to to put it out there because it it might be uh, might be stolen. And I think that it's creative enough that the it, Demogorgon. It, no. It's a. Uh, I'll tell you off the air. Okay, yeah, but, it's, but it is. Now. But it is Stranger Things related. Okay, um, I like it. Uh, yeah, I've got. I've got one that's kind of internet related. Uh, maybe we'll do something for Halloween 
this year. Um, but yeah, who the fuck knows? Uh, yeah, but if you want to be John Benet Ramsey, you can. But again, I, th- I think I'm, I'm my definitive thing is dress up like her. Don't don't say anything too bad though. <laughs> Still a dead child. 